0: Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We stole those feds. Feeling proud. Uh, we go a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Johnny yeah. O'Mara. Yeah. John yeah. hands, oh, hands, oh, hands, hands up for them real ones. Them the th- good th- girls. <coughs> and
1: Hands up for them real ones. and good girls. Them billbuds. Hands up for them real ones. and Hands real ones. good girls. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bill Buds Podcast. And a happy week four of Weeze Toberfest to all you Weeze heads out there. I, of course, am your host, JPC, and with me, as always, my co-host with the very Mo host, Mr. Johnny Weezer. Johnny, how's it going? <laughs> it's going great, and you know what I gotta say? Everybody out
2: there in in Weezerland must have been little good boys and girls and children, because uh, Mr. Old Man Rivers. Old Man Rivers saw his shadow, and we've got one more week of Weastover.
1: <laughs> yeah, and someone pointed out in the Discord that we also have uh, five Mondays next year as well. So, so it's
2: everybody must be very good. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh man, uh, I-, I I told you, Johnny. I texted you this today, and I, it's <laughs> it wasn't true, but I had the thought the the, the, the other day where I was like. I think I'm listening to more Weezer than anyone else has ever listened to. And of course, I knew that that wasn't the case, but it felt so true. It's very funny
2: to like, I mean, this month, I've basically only listened to Weezer. And even if you have like a Weezer podcast, that's just Weezer. Then I think it would be spread out enough that you're also listening to other music recreationally. But yeah. the fact that I am just dedicating all of my listening time to Weezer this month, it it does make me feel a little crazy.
1: I mean, we we, we cover an album a week on, on our show, and it does feel a little bit like I am listening to our show music for like 70% of my music listening time. Mm-hmm. But when it's all one band, it does start to make you feel like... Man, I think this is the this is the only band that there is. Like this is this is it. You
2: know, it's really fucked up. What? And not not this album. I I won't give anything away about my feelings about this album, but lit, prepping for maybe another episode <laughs> this month that maybe just came out. I I was like, "Dang. I there I want to it made me like nostalgic for like older Weezer albums and I was like, Maybe I should just put on Maladroit.
1: (laughs) Uh, Johnny, I'll have. Here's an honest thing that has happened to me. Since I'm listening to so much Weezer, sometimes like Spotify will just like play other Weezer, like not the Weezer that I'm supposed to be listening to as my homework, just like Snack Weezer. That is just, but you know what? Also,
2: Snack Weezer. I
1: do like Weezer. So it's like sometimes it'll start playing like a song from the Blue album or something. I'll be like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like I, I don't, you know, the other day I got in my car and it started playing, um, uh, 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 get you um from oh, fuck. What album is that from? Like, get you uh huh. God, I, now I don't. There's no way to know. There's absolutely no way to know. And I was like, okay, this song rocks, but it's just like uh, you know, it's just like I, it's Weezer all the time. It, I know I, my snacks can't be Weezer. I have to have something else in my diet.
2: When when I put on Maladroit just to listen to, mm-hmm. I was like, I this is. This is double crazy because first of all, I should be listening to whatever business weezer I need to be listening to and yeah, the Weezer of the day if I'm gonna listen to uh, yeah, I have a Weezer of the day calendar uh <laughs> if I'm gonna be listening to Weezer du jour a, any music that's not my business weezer, it mm-hmm. should not be Weezer at all,
1: yes, what exactly. <laughs>
2: Do you think they must have enough songs where you could have a Weezer of the Day calendar, right?
1: I think that they have over 200 songs, um, but I don't think they have over 300 songs. Unless you are counting, maybe if you count like Rivers, which we haven't talked about. Rivers is like Alone, which is his like solo stuff. He, I think he put out like three or four albums of Alone music.
2: Okay. A- according to this Reddit post. Okay. 500 distinct songs between albums and alone.
1: Okay. That 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 tracks because I think that Rivers has done a lot of his like soloy stuff. And then you could also do like like that BOB song that features Rivers Cuomo. Like I think if you just put all of the Rivers stuff together, you could get you could get a Weezer of the Day. But it wouldn't be a true Weezer of the Day calendar right. because you know, there's not enough Weezer songs. But Johnny not yet. I give them anyway. a couple of years, and I do think like they're doing themselves a disservice because they only do 10 track albums, but they do a lot of bonus tracks. So there is like there's a there's a good chance that you could get up to 365 Weezer songs by the uh, end of, you know, society. <laughs> Which What band
2: do you think has like the most songs? Weezer
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a really good question. Uh, I mean I mean, Weezer has, like, a fuckload of
2: albums. I can't think of many bands that have as many albums as Weezer. Like, sincerely.
1: Y- you also have to think, like, Weezer is... They started in 94, so is that, that'll be 30 years in 2024. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in two years, they'll have 30 years of music. And not a lot of bands, you know, m- make it that long together, right? So... You'd probably have to find the band that has been around the longest uh, in, in putting out music. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. But then it's like if you're counting B sides and bonus tracks and all that stuff, some some bands really churn that shit out. If you're only counting like official album tracks from bands, that might be that might be harder to determine. I, do you have a guess? I mean, uh, it's it's not like the Beatles, right? Because the n- Beatles are no. making music for like 12 years or something. Yeah, not even. Uh, I mean, the
2: Rolling Stones have been around forever, but I don't know if they keep putting out music.
1: Yeah, do they have like new albums or are they just touring all their old
2: stuff? Maybe if you count like Paul McCartney's stuff and Wings and the Beatles, but that feels like cheating.
1: That's It's a little bit cheating, even though like McCartney was related with all of that stuff. Uh, Because it... then do you also count, like, there are people that are just, like, songwriters that, like, do songs for other famous people? Right. Do you, I, would you I don't count think all I would the... count that. You... No, because it has to be a band or an artist. I mean,
2: ma- honestly, maybe Taylor Swift is up there. But she, I, but she just hasn't been around long enough. She'll be up there. She'll get up there.
1: I think she could. Yeah, I mean, th- there's
2: But, there's but certainly... think about it. Look at the Taylor's version albums. They have, like, yeah. 20 tracks each.
1: And are you? Do we count her Taylor's version albums and the original albums? Do, are those both? Because if so, she's like any band that is re-recording their masters. That's actually like oof.
2: It's honestly probably something weird, like some weird '60s band, like fucking. It's it's probably like the Hollies or something, where they had one big song, but then just released like four hundred albums.
1: Yeah, I, but that it's probably something like that. Someone that's been around for a long time or it's like one of these dudes who like makes music just on his computer and has made like – who makes mm-hmm. another album like every three months. There's probably some person out there that just makes like a house music or something like <laughs> that has like 80 albums. <laughs> just to
2: like cheat the Spotify algorithm and get like – you know, if you get like a, one cent per
1: song – you just make like 400 songs <laughs> a month and it's like, oh, OK, there was a person I can't remember who it was, but there was a person who to quote unquote cheat the Spotify algorithm um, had uh, put a song on Spotify that was just nothing and told people to just loop it while they were asleep and stuff. So Spotify would, you know, uh, drum up their, their payments. Um, but also there's no really cheating the Spotify algorithm because Spotify, right. all the cheating itself, like it's just taking all of the artist's money.
2: I bet the most plays are probably something like whale sounds or white noise playlists or
1: something. <laughs> I know Spaghetti's uh, Spaghetti's like stay at home playlist when we leave the house is probably up there for plays. <laughs> Every year, her like Spotify because her Spotify is the Spotify that we have like connected to the house and our family. Yeah, she loves Raffi. She has her own, uh, but her 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 like top five. It's always like sleepy dog music and then like Casey Musgraves or whatever like we play like <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> Uh, but Johnny, we're not talking about sleepy dog music, and we're not talking about Casey Musgraves. We're talking about a different dog altogether, and that is the dog known as Rivers Cuomo, the dirty as... dog himself, <laughs> the dirty, the damn dirty dog Rivers Cuomo, and <laughs> his band Weezer's 2010 <sighs> album. Hurley. Now, Hurley is their eighth studio album, Johnny. This bad boy is their first one on Epitaph, um, which is uh, the, the record label when they left Geffen at the end of um, Ratitude. Uh, came out September 10th, 2010, uh, which for those loyal listeners uh, keeping score at home, is less than a year after Ratitude came out. Um, now, so we're, we're clipping along here.
2: I do think it's important to note that this album does have two release dates. Did you read this part?
1: No. Now, what's the two release dates thing?
2: So it was released September 10th, 2010 and September 14th, 2010. Yes. And the September 10th release date was for Weezer fans, and that was an exclusive PacSun release. Mm -hmm, So you mm -hmm. could go to PacSun where they were holding listening parties of this album. And then there's also some, I don't know if there was like a book or special liner notes or what for the PacSun release, but there's like some quotes and like... I don't know, sort of behind-the-scenes info from Rivers for the Sun exclusive.
1: There was also another release to this album because there was an unofficial release where Weezer just put the whole album on their mm-hmm. MySpace and said anyone can, like, come and download the album from our MySpace. Because
2: apparently it, like, leaked before yeah. – It's it's very interesting how – I can remember in, like, high school getting – a leaked like my friend got a leaked copy for me of a queens of the stone age album before it came out so we like listened to that uh and i remember like system of a down leaked a song or not no like people leaked a a bunch of system of a down songs and then they called that whole album steal this album because yeah people leaked a bunch of it and they were like well fuck if you want it so bad
1: here at least buy it yeah uh it's like when i used to torrent like movies and shit in college Nine times out of ten, you torrent something with, like, a universal watermark on it that was just, like, you know, just, like, some shit that someone, like, stole or a a cam that got recorded early. Like, yeah, that's... You know, if you're not paying for your shit,
2: why not? In college, my friend's roommate got their their ISP, like, put a... a, Like, as a warning, they, like, suspended their internet for, like, a week or two or whatever, and... Because it was because he was torrenting movies, and the movie that like did it and put them over the edge was his roommate torrented the Blind Side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these ISPs they really don't like it when you um use the internet, fuckers. <laughs> what else to say about this? Oh yeah, this is uh this hit number six on the Billboard 200, stayed on the charts for eight weeks. Not as good of a uh, of a charting showing us gratitude. Um. Might I add. I think that Ratitude was on there for like a few more weeks than that. But this was um, their sixth album that broke the top ten, and it was I think it was their sixth like consecutive album to break the top ten. So Weezer still is like. You know, they're putting up popular shit here. Um, this one is coming in at 10 tracks, 34 minutes and 16 seconds now. If you are listening to it on the aforementioned Devil Spotify, you will notice that it is the deluxe version. And I believe that there are four bonus tracks on the deluxe version. We don't
2: need to like super talk about the bonus tracks. No, but we did not. you notice what one of them was? There's one.
1: List- yeah, I did listen to them all um, <laughs> because I-, I got stuck in the autoplay uh, trap at least once.
2: Uh, one of them is a cover of Coldplay's Viva la Vida, which I thought was extremely bizarre.
1: It's also like a live version. And let's talk about that for a second. Cause like, I don't know how I feel about like bands covering another band's like most famous song, right? Like, I feel like if you're going to do a cover, it should, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll probably talk about this when we talk about Weezer's cover album. Yeah. When will that be? uh 2023 2024 <laughs> sometime in there. uh
2: i i don't know because here's the thing i guess it depends on the song and the band and the band that's doing the cover like yeah there's a lot we, of actors we saw Davy fryer from eurovision fame mm-hmm. uh and he played party in the usa which was okay you're right that was fantastic it, it was it was a lot of fun. He was like, I can't be in America and not play this song.
1: Yeah, he's from from another country too, so yeah. there's like another layer of funny on top of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that that to me kind of seems like it's there's like a, a little bit of an ironic cover, mm-hmm. you know? There, but w- well, this, that is
2: like the greatest song that's ever been written. It, it,
1: truly, it's a really good song. But this cover of uh, the Coldplay song just felt very like earnest, and like he was like, oh, I love this Coldplay song, and it's like. You can't even pick a deep cut. Like you're just going to pick Coldplay's like big song.
2: And anyone that says, I love this Coldplay song should be in jail. And I mean, Rivers Cuomo should be in jail a dozen times over at least. For sure.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big Coldplay fan. And so when I heard that, I was like, I think that this is a Coldplay song, but I couldn't even tell you for sure like that it was Coldplay. Here's
2: what it is too. I think if you're going to do a cover and just do a pretty straight, sincere cover, no. If you're going to do a cover and make it like, different, I think that's cool. Yes, I do I agree. Like I'm not a fan of the Joe Cocker um with a little help from my friend's cover, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the Wonder Years theme song. Yeah. Um, but it's so different and and unique compared to the original that I'm like, well that you're you're doing something and not just like making a song.
1: Yeah, I mean I go back and forth. There's two schools of the cover, right? Like, you either have to do something really unique and, like, make it your own or, I guess, try to be as, like, technically exact as you can Mm. to, like, match it one for one. And people go at it in different ways, right?
2: We should do a top ten covers
1: Oh, that's a really good idea. That'd be fun. What what the the one that I would be so hard to do is the like songs that are covers that you don't even know that are covers.
2: To, yeah. There
1: are so many times in my life where I'm like, I hear a song and someone's like, yo yeah, well, yeah, that's like an older song. And I'm like, oh, I only know this version of it. But it'd be hard to know that because I don't know that.
2: And I think it would it would also be unfair for that episode in particular to do anything from like the 50s or 60s where there were just like two dudes writing songs and everyone just <laughs> recorded them over and over again.
1: Uh yeah I, I I 100% agree no covers um on the official uh Hurley album though these are all these are all you know originals uh I would say the the cover
2: of the album is wow great point a it's not it's it's an interesting thing that I think we should touch on as well the cover uh, and the title
1: well so yeah so this this album is called Hurley and the picture on the front is the actor, oh God, I can't uh, remember. Jorge his. Garcia. Jorge Garcia, who played uh, Hurley on the TV show Lost. <laughs> and it's, and it's, what, what's funny is it is a picture of him and Rivers together that Rivers has cropped out of. So it's just <laughs> like Rivers was in this photo.
2: It's, it's, it's truly so funny and so strange. And, that's it. It's just so funny and so strange that it's just a picture. And like I did I never watched Lost. So yeah. to me, it's just a picture of some guy. And like not a good it's not like a professional photograph. It's just like a kind of blurry photo of some guy. Well, well for
1: for people who did watch Lost though, I feel like I feel like Hurley from Lost was probably like hit a a more like more people knew that than knew of Weezer, so I think like I, was know,
2: was Lost still on in twenty ten?
1: Uh, I don't know. So like Lost was on when I was in high school, and I graduated in 07. and I think that was it. Could have it could have been hitting its finale like around this time, like two thousand
2: nine, two thousand ten. Let's see, uh, twenty ten. Wow.
1: The last
2: episode aired May 23rd, 2010. So a few yeah. months before this album came out.
1: So there, so I, I do think that there's like a, a certain amount of zeitgeist to this. And I yeah. think, you know, Hurley was one of the p- characters. I watched All of Lost, b- b- a very big mistake, um, <laughs> too long, too fucking long. Uh, and they just didn't know how to end it or what was going on. There's whole seasons of it that are just like awful. Um, but Hurley was consistent. He was there, I think, like th- th- the the whole time, even though they started like writing other characters off the show. So I get that. Uh, They also, I read that Weezer originally wanted to make this another one of their self-titled albums and just call it Weezer. But then they were like, they wanted to use this cover and they were like, everyone's just going to call this Hurley anyway. So we might as well just call it Hurley. That's so funny. (laughs) And then I think one of the other, one of the guys from Weezer was like, no, it's made, It's named after like, it's a reference to the clothing company, Hurley. And then he like walked that back later and it was like, oh, I, I, I don't know. I was wrong about that. It was not a reference to that. And then they later did a, some sort of promotion with the clothing company, Hurley.
2: Well, and if you're going to release, I mean, PacSun is the only place to buy Hurley clothing. So yeah. it's like, there are too many layers.
1: Yeah. Truly wild. I mean, it's just just an absolute wild thing. Uh, it, but don't worry, uh, dear listener. They did eventually uh, put out another self titled album called Weezer. So <laughs> we will <laughs> <laughs> at least one. At least one. Uh, I think maybe two. Two more, teal maybe? and black. I th- oh, teal and black were the ones that I was thinking of. So uh, they haven't done a white album yet, have they?
2: I wonder if they're allowed to make an untitled album that's a white album. <laughs>
1: No one's selling Weezer now. Uh, they can make as many albums as they want. Johnny, we got to get into it. Let's just start talking about this fucking thing. Should we listen to track one?
2: I think they did make they did make a white album.
1: Okay, so there's at least three more self titled <laughs> Weezer albums. We we are obviously a little bit unfamiliar with later Weezer. Um, so they're, oh, they're Okay, yeah. Well, Johnny, speaking of though, do, were you familiar with this album? Had you ever heard Hurley before? I had
2: only heard. Memories and uh, because I'm a big fan of cats, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that, that's that's it. I, the, I so no, I was aware that they released an album called Hurley, yeah, and that's it.
1: I it was also aware they released an album called Hurley. I don't think I ever listened to it, and I only had heard memories because, as we'll talk about, it was from a media property that you and I are pretty familiar with. Yeah, uh, but cats, let's, cats, <laughs> let's listen to a bit of Hurley right now. that is a little bit of memories uh johnny what are your thoughts on memories
2: well (sighs) i love it for two reasons yeah first of all i love it because i I do think it's like just a very fun kind of like party song or almost like the it's like a a a modern day graduation song by vitamin c
1: (laughs) okay i like that i can see that um it's
2: it's it's a fun song, and I'm a big pervert for nostalgia. Um, mm-hmm. But two, I love it because I, of course, love Jackass.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was the song that was used, I think, at the credits of Jackass 3D. I yeah, believe.
2: which yeah. at the time was the last Jackass movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, this was also when I think believe when Ryan Dunn died. Um, this song, it, w- it was said like when Weezer played it at concerts. Um, which they did not play a lot of the songs on this album. Yeah, in, in I noticed live that. concerts. Uh, but when they played this song at concerts, because this was the first single, um, they dedicated it to Ryan Dunn, and this kind of became his like unofficial, you know, like yeah. uh, you know, song m- memorial song. Oh, yeah. I, I would say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I also think that this is a good song, man. It's a, it's a, it's a good start to the album, like. It it kind of gives you some like, whoa, like Weezer's back and they're kicking ass type yeah. of vibes to it. it. It's not like right coming after Ratitude, you know, I was a little Ugh. bit worried about what was coming next. But this is just like, this is just like a pretty good fucking Weezer it's, song.
2: It's a solid song. I do, I love the chorus. I love that it sounds like a bunch of people singing it at a party. Um, well, the
1: in the liner notes, the jackass uh, people are credited as singing on the song. They definitely sing in the video. I'm not sure if it's yeah. actually on the album track, but they're credited in the liner notes. Um,
2: one annotation from Genius that I did want to mention. I don't know if oh, you looked God. at the annotations. I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, so there's the line, watching all the freaky Dutch kids vomit, then have sex. And then the annotation is... Nobody even tried to prevent Rivers from writing this, which I think should just be a blanket annotation for all Weezer songs. Well,
1: th- this is also an interesting album because this is one that Rivers uh, self-produced um, with another oh, guy. Yeah, uh, what was the what was the other guy's name?
2: Sean Everett.
1: Yeah, he, he Rivers uh, produced it with Sean Everett, so they were both uh, credited as the. Um, as the producers of this. Uh, Also, yeah, like uh, Chris Pontius is credited as playing guitar (laughs) on this Johnny Knoxville with and Steve-O and Chris Pontius with, you know, uh, additional vocals. So it's like, it's very funny that they rivers could not be more awkward in the Mm -hmm. jackass context, which is so funny. Uh, But the line watching all the freaky Dutch kids vomit, then have sex is both cringy and classically Weezer. It's like rivers, River's saying stuff that is so specific, it must be true, and so true, it must be kept secret, <laughs> you he, know? It's,
2: uh, it, so many Weezer lines are things that, like, just a really awkward person would say to you at a party, if yeah. you're just kind of, like, standing there, and 100%. then they don't know how to interact with you.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's there's, there's some stuff of, along that on this album, but I think that that line in particular is the one that kind of just takes the cake of, like... Quintessential weezer. I think
2: what we should do, what someone should do, is take the beginning of Undone, the sweater song, where there's the party and there people are just talking and they should edit in these lines like, yeah, watching all the freaky kids vomit, <laughs> then have sex. <laughs> did did you did you watch the video? I mean video you did.
1: Yeah, the video's fun. It's it's just them hanging out with the jackass folks.
2: I, God, I love Jackass so much.
1: It truly is funny how I mean I, I like Jackass too, and it was such a simple concept. It's just like, what if we have these dudes just hurting each other and like hurting themselves, and it <laughs> it was very enjoyable to watch.
2: I and this I remember. So we watched all three Jackass movies leading up to Jackass Forever coming uh-huh. out, and I remember when the credits started for this movie. And hearing this song, it like did make me like kind of feel sad because it was like, you know, I knew that we were going to be getting a new one, but it was kind of like the end of an era. And it was like all of these guys clearly, no matter how much pain they're putting themselves in, like have fun together or else they wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. This song, I I think Jackass and this song go really well together.
1: And I also think that that. To Weezer's credit, this is just a really good nostalgic song. Like, uh, yeah, I, think, I agree. I, yeah, I think you know, a song called "Memories." There's a lot of songs called "Memories," mm-hmm. sort of like to 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 make try it's your to try your hand at like making nostalgia, and it kind of paid off. And it's like, you know, it's it's a it's a kind of a badass take on nostalgia. Some, someone described it as, which I I found with another song on the album that I will uh, talk about. Someone described it as uh, Andrew WK doing a killer's. Uh, impression or wow. something
2: like that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it,
1: that, that's, yeah, similar.
2: It definitely has Andrew W.K. vibes. hmm mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Johnny, that was track one, Memories. Let's listen to track two. This is a song called Ruling Me. This is one that I also wrote. I was like, damn, this is a return to form song. This is like, this is Weezer, I think at their best, doing like the thing that everyone kind of expects for them, but the thing that they like, you know, they they can pretty confidently nail this.
2: Yeah, it's it's just a solid song. It has a great pre-chorus. It has the word methinks. Methinks. Classic Weezer.
1: Um, <laughs> it also
2: almost has like an all-American rejects feel to it or something.
1: Very pop punky. This is yes. a, this is one of the more pop-punky Weezer songs, but it's also it's kind of like it's just about like uh uh having a crush, it, which is like classic rivers. That's rivers yeah.
2: whole thing. Did you see so something interesting about this album is uh Memories and Unspoken are the only two tracks that aren't that are, or were just written by Rivers. Everything else has a co-writer.
1: Yeah. And did you see the co-writer of this one? This is so wild, Johnny, because on our episode that we did two weeks ago with Eli, I was just sharing an anecdote about Dan Wilson, who is the guy from Semisonic, who is now featured on a fucking Weezer song. Balluminati blew my mindy. <laughs> yeah, so weird. It's just very weird, yeah. Um, but you know what? When I was listening to this song, I was like, "Damn, I think this song is great." And the lyrics to this song, I think, are like, it, like I said, it's very classic Weezer. But like, it doesn't feel like Rivers is writing it because there's nothing super weird in it. <laughs> so when I saw that it was co written by the guy from Simisonic, I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Because maybe there, maybe someone else was like, "Hey, what about these words?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, this is just a fun. It's a good, it's a good song. It's a good song. Well, I don't wanna I don't wanna uh, spill my beans too early, Johnny, but I do have to say this is my favorite on the album. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you know me, I'm a sucker for pop punk, so it's like it's already got one yeah. strike in, in the JPC column. Um but th- this song I think is really good. And you know, right now we're like memories I enjoyed, ruling me, I liked a lot. I was like listening to this album, I was like, uh-oh. I thought yeah. people. I thought people would like may have said some shit about Hurley. I I certainly never like picked it up and listened to it. I was like, "Is Hurley? Is Hurley going to be fucking good? A hidden gem?" <laughs> All right, Johnny. Let's listen to uh, track three. This is a track called Trainwrecks. That's a little bit of a train wrecks, uh, Johnny. What are your What are your thoughts on train wrecks?
2: This was This was uh, fine. It It has similar vibes to at least like the subject matter has similar vibes to memories. Yeah. Um, it it honestly almost felt like an Owl City song to me. Oh, interesting. I was an um, Owl City there. Hmm. Again, at the beginning, sounded like it had some beeps and boops, but then oh, okay. other other stuff. Just I don't know. Just felt a little Al City, it, and it had a refrain and a chorus, and a chorus too, which mm. was interesting. Yeah, this yeah. was fine. It was fine. Not good, not bad.
1: Uh, this one, this one for me felt like a killer song. Sure. The way that he is, uh, like train wrecks, mm. like holding out those lines, and like the kind of the guitars in it, both very, both felt very like, um. I don't know what I don't even know what to call it, like presentational rock, where you're just like yeah. you're just like one leg up on the amp and you're just like shredding in front of a crowd, you know, type of thing. Like, yeah. It, and uh, Weezer has this thing where, like, sometimes Weezer will write like something that is very funny. Sometimes they will write something that is accidentally funny, and sometimes they'll write something that is like funny in the context of the song. It's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. There's a line in this song, which. Man, every time I heard it, I was like, ugh. Which is, uh, verse two, you don't keep house and I'm a slob. You're freaking out because I can't keep a job. We don't update our blogs. Mm -hmm. We are train wrecks. And that one, I was like, we don't update our blogs. Like, that's funny because it's like, no one would say they're a train wreck because they don't update their blog. You don't update your blog? Who gives a shit? But. (laughs) it's delivered in a way that makes it feel like it's serious and i was yeah. like i don't there was a couple things on this album that felt sincere but also felt like like it was maybe supposed to be kind of like a joke but like i don't know a joke doesn't work in this song cuz this song is too like epic for the you know i don't know yeah did you
2: do did... i guess 2010 was kind of
1: Big blog times. Y- it was. I mean, <sighs> the, kind of the. I think the, the end of it. But yeah, uh, this the song, blog, Johnny bubble burst. Uh, it was written by co-written by Desmond Child. Um, some of uh, Desmond Child's uh, notable uh, other works. Uh, he wrote um, Bon Jovi's uh, "Living on a Prayer" and "Bad Medicine," um, and "You Give Love a Bad Name." So, Great like,
2: Kisses," I was made for loving you.
1: Aerosmith's "Dude Looks Like a Lady Angel." Uh, what It Takes and Crazy.
2: Jesus.
1: Yeah, this guy. And he wrote uh, Ricky Martin's Live in La Vida Loca. So it's like...
2: <laughs> Unreal.
1: Um, and this guy, also Johnny, from Gainesville, Florida. Whoa. Yeah, Desmond Child. Uh, inducted into okay. the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2008. Go Gators. I, I do like the fact that this album is featuring Rivers co-writing songs with a bunch of people. Yeah. I think that that makes a coherent album. And aside from some of the lines and train wrecks that I didn't really quite care for, and it sounding it to me very much like a killer song, I was into it. It just it didn't feel like super weasery, but it's a, it feels like a fun song. Yeah, I, I think that it's
2: it didn't blow me away and it didn't um, yeah. make me feel bad. Yeah, here's something that you just touched on that I'm. I'm interested in maybe diving a little deeper on uh, just not necessarily now, just something to keep in our, in our heads because especially the last few albums, they've kind of been all over the place in terms of sound. Yeah. Not necessarily in a bad way, just doing different stuff. So what is the Weezer sound? And are you, are you being a little bit of a Leslie Jones? <sighs> And not I, not you, because I I think the same thing.
1: I, but I think but I think I am, and I, and I do think that when I think about Weezer sound, I think of the Weezer that I'm familiar with. And mm-hmm. like I said, I yep. didn't pay attention to the back half of their career. So as their sound is like, but here's the thing, their sound is evolving. But right now we're in the middle of a block of like some real eclectic shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's just doing a lot of different stuff. So if you take Red Album, Ratitude, and this album. And you're like, what's Weezer's sound here? I'm like, well, fucking, I don't even know. Like, it seems like it's just moving. Like, it's just yeah. going through. There's motion involved here. But but then if you go back and you say like, okay, mm. if you just look at like blue, Pinkerton, green, you'll get more of a feel for, There's it, they're different, don't get me wrong, but there's some connective tissue there that I just don't think is like the same connective tissue here.
2: Here's something, okay, I think that, you saying that there's there's a lot of motion here made me think of this. Humans only perceive change in motion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're moving at a constant speed, you can't tell exactly. And that and and maybe like this song, uh, you, you know, a couple of the songs where it's like it's got that Weezer mm-hmm. sound is more like yeah when you reach a a steady speed and there's not all these crazy changes. And maybe at some point, who knows when, we'll get to a run of albums that doesn't necessarily sound like that Blue Pinkerton Green, Mm -hmm. but has a more consistent sound across the albums. You know what I mean? So maybe it's like the speed keeps changing, but every now and then they'll cruise at that original Weezer speed for a track or two. And I wonder how... I wonder. I'm interested to see how it evolves.
1: Well, I mean, speaking of evolution, we're we're now in you know, Mr. Rivers is now a man in his forties uh, when mm-hmm. this album comes out, and he's co- doing a lot of collaboration, um, which you know was not present in the first you know few Weezer albums.
2: The, yeah, the last few albums have had a lot of collaboration,
1: and I, I, and that's good. That means I think yeah. it means he's talking to people, so he's like getting. <laughs> you know like Pinkerton he like wrote that whole album without leaving his house so it's like you know it's like or his apartment so it's good that he's like getting out there Um, it's progress for him Uh, Johnny let's let's listen to track four this is a Mm. track called Unspoken I love that. All right, that, that is a little bit of a, of unspoken. That's track four. Um, this song is unfortunately very good. Uh,
2: this might be my favorite one. So it's, it's, it's my so, second favorite. It's so fun and weird and interesting. There's like flute in it that I yep. don't know if we heard any of in, in that clip, but... There's like a lot of flute. Um, I think a lot of this song has like a real interesting, weird tone for his voice that he doesn't usually sing in. Yes, i I like this song a lot.
1: It kind of feels like kind of like like a Conor Oberst like Bright Eyes thing. Sure, but maybe that's just the acoustic nature of it too. Um, with the flute hits, by the way, Johnny in verse uh, two. My first thought was Ron Burgundy Anchorman because it hits <laughs> like it, it doesn't hit like a little bit of flute. It's like. And it just, like, it made, me, it made me think someone was having fun with the flute. I,
2: I mean, I can't hear flute without thinking of Jethro Tull, my first introduction <laughs> to, like, flute in more uh, contemporary music.
1: The th- This song, though, it, it genuinely does rule. Like, the build in it is so satisfying. Yeah. So two minutes in when the fucking, like, drums actually come in and it's, like, it starts to fucking rock, you're like, oh, damn, like, this song just opened up. Uh, that, that, that to me is really, really, really cool. I love the way that this song is orchestrated. Um, he also wrote this song right after getting married and he said that this was kind of like a reflection of like living this like, you know, bachelor lifestyle for so long and then suddenly like being with a person and having to compromise and like, mm-hmm. and, and how that was very hard for him. Uh, I, I like this song. It's just like, I, I, you know, it, it's got a lot going on for it.
2: Yeah. I I I think these are the kind of swings that I like them taking because this is a swing that pays off in a big way I think. Yes,
1: yes. Uh and then the chorus and if you take this away from me I'll never forgive you can't you see our life will be broken our hate will be unspoken. I yeah, I, I love that. I feel it feels like it's like about kind of like maybe being passive aggressive mm-hmm. too, you know, and it's uh which I don't know why, but I could definitely see Rivers being passive aggressive. It's just because, like, I just don't feel like he's a great communicator. <laughs> 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 um, but man, I, th- this this uh, this song fucking rules! And four tracks into this album, even though Trainwreck was just like okay, I do actually be a, like the Killers. We're in a like, good spot. Yeah, we're in a good spot, especially. God, especially coming after Ratitude. <laughs> exactly, right? Like it, it feels more, even though there's still collaborations, it feels more like a back to basics. Um, Johnny, let's throw all of that away. Let's listen to track five uh, Where's My Sex? Right, um, that's a little bit of a where's my sex. That's actually the ending of uh, the song, Johnny. What are your thoughts on this one? <sighs>
2: um, this was an interesting one because I think if you don't listen to it, it's a good song. Yes, the, yes, hundred percent. Um, it honestly, the sound reminded me a lot of Toadies. I, yeah, I can feel uh, that. I liked it, and then I read what it was about, and I was like. To me, so the, the thing is, like, whatever, his wife or his kid or something made a little slip up and said, instead of saying, where's my socks, said, where's my sex? And he thought that was real funny, I guess. To me, just fucking call the song Where's My Socks. That's,
1: well, he just had a whole song about a spider that was awesome two albums ago. Where's My Socks would have been a completely better song than this.
2: Uh, like, that, will, that would have been awesome. And, like, very obviously, the lyrics are all about socks.
1: This is this is a, a quote from a, an, a Q&A session from Spin Magazine uh, that he did in 2010, I believe. Um, when his daughter or whatever said, where's my sex? He, he said, I just thought, that's a cool song title right there. So I went and started writing like crazy, and I wrote all the lyrics. First, I wrote it all about socks. Like, the song is all about trying to find your socks and how terrible it is when you're not wearing socks. And then I just went back and changed a few letters in the word and it became a totally different animal. You <laughs> fucked it up. You ruined mm-hmm. it when you did that. It, it, it. The, <sighs> you know what this reminds me of, Johnny? This reminds me of, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago, I was, um, we were filming some sketches. We were like filming some sketches, editing them down, putting them on YouTube, whatever. And someone brought a sketch to our group and – we were like, ah, yeah, that's like, that's a funny idea, and then they like wrote it out, and then when it got written out, we were like, I don't know, like I think that's like a funny idea for us to be like joking around about, but mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a sketch. And they were like, no, 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 this is like a sketch, and so we we're like, I don't know, like what is the sketch? But whatever, let's. If you want to film it, we'll film it. We filmed it. The filming was like, what the fuck is this? When we put it together in the edit, we were like, maybe it'll come together in the edit. We saw the edit. I was like, I was like, I don't think we should release this. Like, it's just, it's confused. It doesn't, it's Mm -hmm. not about anything at this point. Like the funny thing that we were just like had was a laugh to us did not translate into a thing for Mm -hmm. production. And it's just like, it's that feeling. It's like the the, where's my sex story. That's just a funny story about how your daughter said, where's my sex? When she wanted to say, where's my socks? It didn't need to be this. It didn't need to be a whole song. It didn't need to go on the album. It's someone
2: showing you like cute pictures of their kid that they think are really cute. And you're yes. like, "Yes." I mean, I'm cool. I'm happy for you. But like, not. Nah, I don't want to see more pictures of your kid like doing, doing, oh, oh, my kid put a pan on their head and said it was a hat. It's mm-hmm. like, that's very funny and cute at home. You can show me one picture and then we got to be done.
1: My, my experience with this song was I heard it the first time. It sounded good. Like I said, it sounded good. Then I like heard the, the but it's very present. It's like, where's my sex? And I'm like, what are they talking? What's he talking about? And then I went and then, then like listened to it. And I was like, oh, what? The, the more I listened to it, the less I liked it. And by the time I was listening to this album, like over and over again, this was a skip for me. And, and by the way, I have not had a lot of skips on Weezer albums. No. I've had some songs that are like not very good. Track five is a pass, is a pass for me. It It sucks. It's sex because yeah.
2: If he just kept it socks, that's that's literally fucking it.
1: That is the joke. The joke is this is a hard ass song about f- losing your socks, and then it's funny. But the when he said, it's, "I changed it. I changed it to sex," and isn't that better? I'm like, how is that better? It's how like, did you think it's, that was better?
2: It's like too clever by half. It's like what are you? What are you? It's a hat yeah, on a
1: hat. It's a hat on a hat. Uh, it's absolutely it's too clever. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Okay, Johnny, let's let's wash it away. Let's let's talk about track six. Um, this is a song, literally running away from where's my sex. This is a song called Runaway. Oh. This is this is classic Weezer. Mm-hmm. Whatever this is is like,
2: yeah.
1: I, I think I think I think you could give that little part of of this song to anyone and be like, this is like that's like old. It feels like mm-hmm. old Weezer right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, this song was also co-written with Ryan Adams. Truly wild. Yeah, very weird. Uh, Johnny, what are your thoughts on Runaway? I I liked it. I think
2: this is a good song. It, uh, it ro- kind of reminded me of... um, the, I, A lot of the songs on this album remind me of other artists, and I think yeah. that it's just like the collaborative nature, but um, it reminded me of the band Polaris, who is the hmm. fake band that kind of became a real band that made all the music for uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete.
1: Oh, interesting. It I'm, just had like an old-school
2: yeah. kind of 90s vibe, which kind of goes along with being that older Weezer sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does have, and this is not the last time on this album, that we'll have something that sounds like the Mountain Goats to me. The intro felt very Mountain Goats.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. with. I will agree with that. But th- this is one of the tracks where it, it was just a little bit of it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But overall, I, I, I liked it a lot. It was, it was, it was a good time. I liked this one so much. It made me wish that I had never heard track 5 and that this was track 5 on on the album. And it's 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 getting to a point where I will have maybe some sequencing issues with this or maybe even just some like what could have what could have been.
2: Replace where's my sex with viva la vida? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect album,
1: but I I, I did I really like this. The chorus yeah. I think is really good. It's got them classic Weezer vibes. There's like the backing vocals, the the oohs that are really mm-hmm. nice in this. Like th- this one is it was a fun one for me. Um, yep. Let's listen to track seven now, Johnny. This is a song called "Hang On." is a little bit of uh that is a little bit of hang on uh hang on by the way is the second single track seven very rarely does weezer bury i mean there's only two singles on the album but very rarely do they bury the single so far down
2: um so song was co-written by rick knowles he wrote a bunch of songs he's in the songwriters hall of fame blah 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 whatever did you see who plays mandolin and backup vocals in this song.
1: I did see it. Could you hear it? I mean, not the mandolin because I could hear that, but could you hear the backup vocals? Did it, did it sound distinct? I,
2: I don't know if it was my head playing tricks with me, but once uh, I read that, I was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I couldn't tell the, the exact same thing happened to me.
2: They seem like they kind of are the same dude. <laughs> you know, like, and and I guess we can say it now. Mr. Michael Sarah, like maybe Michael Sarah isn't like that in real life, but every character he's played is just Rivers Cuomo.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. And then it was after I read that, I could hear it. I was like, oh, I guess it does sound like Michael Sarah, but like, uh, maybe not. Like, I I don't know. It, it it also just like felt like I tried to figure out why the collaboration happened and I just couldn't really. No. You know, maybe, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why it happened. But yeah, it's Michael Sarah playing mandolin and doing the backing vocals. Johnny, I'll say this. This is another one that I really liked. I think Hang On is a very fucking pretty song. Yeah, I agree. And it's got, I wrote, here's some of that classic
2: Rivers we've been missing. Because some of the lines are a little like, hang on until I see you again. I'm going to be more than a friend. Yeah. Yeah. We need we need that creep shit back. <laughs> <laughs> These songs have been too nice.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. And they with Rivers it is no more Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, <laughs> there is no Mr. Nice Guy here. Um I, I agree though. It was this was like a nice song. It, 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 you can tell that this one was like you, Look, I love I love Rivers. Sometimes lyrics are not his strong point. Uh, strong suit but like you know he rhymes friend and end and day in a way you know he does he does that he, he's like sad and glad or like ones that he loves to rhyme those two and it's like
2: always writing those down in his notebook <laughs>
1: <laughs> you gotta cross that line out rivers once you use it uh, here's the other thing i will say Sequencing issues, I don't think this is a sequencing issue. I think this is a very good song after Runaway. I think the way yeah. that this one kind of th- there was a point where I was listening to this where I was like, is this one song because Runaway just kind of like goes into Hang On mm-hmm. in a very nice way. Uh really like these two songs together and a, a little bit bummed that they were well, uh, we'll talk about it. Let's let's just keep let's keep plugging away cuz we have three more tracks on this album Johnny and I don't have a lot of notes uh, uh, left on this album, so let's let's talk about track eight. Let's talk about smart girls. <sighs> that's that's a little bit of "Smart Girls," Johnny. What what do you what do you think about this one? Uh,
2: this is another one of those ones I think where if you don't listen to it, it's a pretty fun time.
1: It's this one I find I find way harder to not listen to. Yes, it's just I agree. Saying "Smart Girls" over and over again.
2: Well, Christ! At least they changed it from the original
1: hard to disagree at least with the original i mean this just seems like insincere and dishonest because mm, the only thing they changed was the word smart That's because true. Uh, dear listener if you can pick up from listening to that song the original was hot girls and he changed hot girls to smart girls which also just kind of like seems like finally like,
2: finally you know intellectual woman i can debate with
1: yeah <laughs> Like someone told Reverend, is like, "Hey, it might seem like you're objectifying people," and he's like, "Oh, what if I change it to smart?" And they're like, "Well, no, like the whole song is still objectifying people. That doesn't do any You understand that doesn't do anything?" And he's already gone. He's already halfway. He's at the door. He's doing something else.
2: Uh, did you see who co-wrote this?
1: Yeah, Tony Tony Canal of uh, of No Doubt.
2: Yeah, truly truly wild.
1: Um, yeah. this had a very like, sure he's proud to have his name on this.
2: Yeah, it's had a very poppy sound. Yeah, more than more than other stuff on this album, it, and and almost a postal servicey beeps and boops in it too. Yeah, um, to me this was uh, uh, like a um, a mambo number five for a yes. man who wishes he hadn't gotten married.
1: Bizarre. He, 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 he's. I mean, I don't even want to go into it. But he he said that he was like, sometimes he was like looking at old tweets of his and using those as like inspiration to write songs. And he had a tweet that just said like, "Where do all these hot girls come from?" And I was like, "Why?" First of all, Rivers, you're a famous person. Why are you tweeting that? And he was like, "It's it's wild because after I got married and I couldn't do anything about it, all these hot girls started like tweeting at me." And I'm like, "Dude, give it up. Like you're." You're in your 40s. Like, you don't need to be doing this shit anymore.
2: And nobody held a gun to your head to fucking get married. If you want to go be a, a sex pervert, go be a sex pervert.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, tr- truly. I think that the problem that I had with Where's My Sex was that it was like he just changed the one word and and it kind of made the song, like, worse. This song was bad to begin with. <laughs> I don't... I do not say this lightly. I like weezer i'm a weezer fan i've liked a lot of their music this song sucks this is a bad song start to finish it seems like they didn't play a lot of this album live and it seems like this one maybe not like the proudest moment of their career so i will leave it at that but there's not a lot for me to like in this song
2: i would love for them to completely rewrite all the lyrics and keep the music exactly the same put that on a new album
1: I, yes. I mean, some of the songs in this that, like, if you, I guess if, I, I don't know how you listen to the song without hearing the lyrics, but I guess if you can do that, then it's a fine song. Yeah. Um, okay, Johnny, let's talk about track nine. This is a track called Brave New World. You can- This is a little bit of a of a brave new world. This was co-written by Linda Perry of Four Non Blondes. Um, last time Linda Perry made an appearance on the show was in the, uh, I think she yeah. wrote the song Get the Party Started by Pink. I, is that right? I think
2: so. I, th- I yeah. feel like she maybe wrote a handful of songs from that, but yeah, definitely yeah. Get the Party Started. Maybe she
1: produced that album too. Yeah. Uh, it's Yeah, yeah. Um, not holding that against her. Uh, you know, everybody, uh, you got to eat. Um, what do you think about uh, Brave New World, Johnny?
2: This was an interesting song to me. And I I did like this one. I I liked like kind of the the kind of chugging guitar. Um, I it did every time he said this is the dawning. I couldn't help but think about Holiday by Green Day.
1: Yeah. Um, well, for me it was uh, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um,
2: I I liked it. I, I and it was an interesting because you know apparently the song was about how the band didn't want to explore other genres, which you know maybe they listened to Ratitude and said, hey, let's not for a Maybe minute the
1: band listened to ratitude um
2: but i i think that's interesting i think it's interesting when bands write about yeah. the band like all of um fleetwood mac or like yeah, yeah. The, the song um uh there's a song on abbey road that's about that where the beatles kind of wrote about oh i think it was you never give me your money where it was like we 're in financial ruin
1: and we don't get along uh, uh but it's just like in the album yeah uh no doubts uh don't speak yeah, yeah 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 I I love that too I love it when you know you're turning your like personal life into art or whatever yeah it's great yeah I thought th- I I did like this one this one was fine to me it was it yeah. was like it's the longest on the album I think at like four minutes right uh mm, may- maybe see. maybe the longest on the album
2: three fifty six yeah
1: yeah um And it's fine. Uh, This would be inoffensive. This is, this to me is like one of the more like forgettable album tracks um, on an album. Like it wasn't like a standout to me, but I had no, I had no problem with it. I, yeah, I enjoyed this one.
2: Yep. Same. It was a nice journey.
1: Let's talk about um, their, their closer here. Let's talk about Time Flies. I know that you did not um, enjoy All Hail uh, West Texas by the Mountain Goats, but I got to tell you, man, it is so much a better listening experience to listen to an entire album that is all lo-fi on purpose than listen to just one lo-fi track at the end of an album to me. It, it, it's like, I, I, whenever the song came on, I was like, are my headphones fucked up? Like, what am I listening to? That is so funny because I
2: disagree 100% and i i i didn't care for this song necessarily you know it was fine um but the fact that it was like just this song and it was just the last song and it kind of bookended this whole album with like this song was like about nostalgia the first song was about nostalgia and it has that like old lo-fi feel um i i i thought that was a I thought that was a solid choice because it was a choice.
1: I, I mean, to me, you already have memories on the album. Like, yeah. You, well, you I mean, you don't need the other like You could have put memories acoustic at the end of this, and I would have been. Or, or you know, yeah. I don't know, man. I, the, the 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 choice here to make it also. I think that this one is pretty like universally despised by the 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 fans of Weezer. Um, they they took some heat for for the choices on this one. I kind of would have maybe enjoyed hearing this song if I could fucking hear it. Like if there wasn't like a weird washed out drum in it. Like uh, it just because I don't know. Maybe there's a good song in here, but yeah, the way that it was the way that it was produced for the album was not to my taste.
2: Did it just end for you? It felt like at the end it just stopped, and I couldn't tell if like. Something was happening with my internet over and over again. It, you know, it just felt weird.
1: I, I don't know if that was just to delineate maybe the break into the bonus tracks because the bonus mm. tracks play right after that, and sometimes they tried to like make a little yeah. break. I, I don't know. Um, what Johnny? What was funny about this song was it was co-written by a man named Mac Davis. Mac Davis wrote songs for Elvis, including an Elvis song called Memories. Uh, so it's a fun like a fun little bookend to the album in more ways than hmm. one. Interesting, yeah. I uh, again, this was not my favorite, but
2: I appreciate the choice, and I would much rather this scenario than a mountain goat scenario.
1: Uh, man, on, th- on this, my friend, we will never agree. Okay, well, that is it, Johnny. That is all of Hurley, all 10 tracks of Hurley, and then there's some bonus tracks in there, y- yada yada yada. And I- I'll be honest with you, I listen to the bonus tracks, uh, you know. I didn't think that there was anything especially worth commenting on as far as the bonus tracks go. What, 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 are your final, what are your final thoughts on this one, Johnny? This album, this
2: sucks because there are a handful of like f- f- fucking solid to good tracks on this album. Yeah. And then there are a handful of stinkers. Yeah. But... So it's, it's inconsistent... The highs are pretty high, the lows are pretty low, but overall, like, I mean, it's no gratitude, you know?
1: It's no ratitude.
2: Um, so I would say listen to it and skip around, honestly. Like, I think you'll know pretty quick if as you're listening to it, it's a song that you're going to be like, Yeah, this is a fun,
1: good song, yeah. or Yeah, this is a this is a no. Um, I mean, what are your no's? My, my, I mean, my, mine are, I honestly think that there's, I mean, Where's My Sex is a no, and um, Smart Girls is an absolute yeah. no. And I would say Time Flies is a no. I think that there are I, seven fine tracks on this album. Brave New World is fine. I think that there are probably five really good songs on this album.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I, wrecks is kind of a yeah. soft no.
1: Yeah, you could like, take that or leave.
2: There's nothing wrong with it, but it's like, well, memories and and ruling me and and you know are way
1: better. Um, yeah. And unspoken is like, here's my thing, Johnny. This album came out like a year after Ratitude. It felt undercooked in a way that it was like it didn't even feel close. But there are if there are five slash six good songs on this album man i think a little more time and it could have had something to it but i don't know i mean i, I it,
0: it i have I wonder, to baby out with
1: the bathwater on this one because i i just i just yeah. don't think i i think if you want to listen to this album go put those five songs on a playlist and just listen to those
2: i think if you want to listen to this album go watch jackass 3d <laughs> do you think that the sort of ratitude hurly weirdness has to do with them, like, leaving Geffen and coming to... Um, what What label did they move to? I forget.
1: Uh, Epitaph. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Ratitude was not, like, a big commercial success, and it may have been Geffen being like, we don't want to deal with this anymore. Uh, and then, I mean, do you think
2: Ratitude don't... should have been a big commercial success?
1: No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my question, though, Johnny. Between Ratitude and this album... Do you think there are ten tracks that would have made a good album? Because in my opinion, wow. I don't know if it would be coherent, but I think you could do it. I think you could put a, put a better album together out of the Ratitude tracks and and this and this one. Let, let, here, let's. let's I'm going to pull
2: it. up my notes. That's yeah. interesting.
1: Okay, so what are we keeping from Ratitude?
2: Okay, let me. I'm just pulling it up.
1: The single. If you're wondering if I want you to, yep. I want you to. It does not sound like anything else on this album, so it's hard to like – because it sounds too like doo wop you know? Mm-hmm. But I think you put that – I think you keep that. Um, uh,
2: can't Stop Partying isn't good, but it is funny. Yeah. Tripping Down the Freeway, I would keep –
1: Oh man! Now I'm looking at Ratitude, and I'm like, "Dude, I don't think I keep. You you can't keep any of these songs. Maybe any of these songs.
2: Okay, no. Here's what you do. If you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. And then any song that was written by someone who wasn't Rivers on (laughs) Ratitude, you keep those. Throw everything else out.
1: Uh, Yeah. Never mind. I don't want to keep any songs from Ratitude. Maybe the single. Maybe the single from Ratitude. But but I will say this. If we're talking about just straight up improvement, yeah, Hurley dramatically better than Ratitude.
2: Is this the most improved Weezer album?
1: Yes, At, to so date, far, I, yeah, yes, because you, you you have you know Blue, Pinkerton, Green, Maladroit, Make Believe, It's consistency, right? In I, my opinion, I, yeah. in my opinion, there there are definitely like yes, I, I think with
2: those albums, any any that you say is your favorite is like, I think. Not a crazy thing to say.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do. I think I think if you say, is there a most improved Weezer album to date? It is definitely Hurley. Is there a least improved Weezer album to date? It is definitely <laughs> Rennett. Right it's the biggest drop. It's the biggest drop in Weezer quality. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. This one's not going on my top 100. I don't even recommend that you listen to it. I think that if, like I said, the five tracks that I laid out, those are the ones that you listen to. I And I think, I think, I honestly, I think I might just like, if I'm I'm just going to make like some best of Weezer shit, and I think that I'll I'll pick, pick, not best of Weezer, but certainly like good Weezer songs. You can get some good Weezer songs from Hurley. It is a shame that the whole album wasn't up to that standard, but that's, it is what it is.
2: It, we, it... Especially because the first half was like, I felt like we were in for a good time.
1: As soon as Where's My Sex hit, yeah. I thought, man, I'm in trouble. And then when track six and seven hit, I was like, maybe we're not. And then Smart Girls hit. This this album is sequenced to punch you in the fucking jaw to just be like, you having a good time? Bam. Oh, you having a good time? You having a good time? Bam.
2: Hold on. I, okay. What are the Weezer albums?
1: Oh, I love it, this game. I, I I can do this. I can do this. You ready for it? Blue? Wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Weezer, Pinkerton, Weezer, Malvatroit, <laughs> Make Believe, Weezer, Ratitude, uh, Hurley. Ratitude is
2: what number album for them? Uh, the Ratitude would be seven. Okay, never mind. I had a theory that doesn't work, but I was going to say, <laughs> what if each of these tracks... Like lines up with a Weezer album, so then like, "Where's My Sex" would be the Ratitude song, so it's like a huge dip down, and then "Runaway" is the most improved Weezer
0: track. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It, 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 it doesn't. Would be, it, it would, doesn't would be nice, up. but it doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. And they have uh, they have more albums than they have uh, tracks on albums. Well. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that is our that is our review of Hurley. We have one more Weezer album that came out, Johnny two months after this uh, to review uh, next week on the podcast. And that is um, Death to False Metal. I, I have not listened to one bit of that. And I'm so excited. I'm very excited for that as well. And I'm very excited because next week is, uh, we, what do we call it? Hollow we uh, Weezer? Ho- it's Hollow Weezer, a- a.k.a.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. I know what it is. It's the, it's sharps. It's sharps night.
1: That's right. Hollowezer, AKA sharps night. As is previously established, it is sharps night. Um, and you know, we're also not only are we excited about that album and listening to it, but we are excited because we are welcoming a guest on the podcast for next week's episode to close out Weeztoberfest 2022. Uh, we are going to have Matt Apodaca from What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer, a person who has had a, already done a podcast where he's listened to <laughs> all of the Weezer albums, <laughs> will be coming on our podcast to listen to yet another Weezer album. We're very, very excited about that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's going to be Fantastic.
1: Uh, so, you know, uh, get your Wheeze hats on, uh, put your Hollow costumes on as well. Um, we're all going to be, uh, you know, trick or treating in our, you know, dressed as old Spooky Man Rivers. You've
2: got to make, so as we all know, whenever a Sharps Knight comes around, All Hallows mm-hmm. Wheeze, mm-hmm. you have to dress in the scariest costume possible to to spook Old Man Rivers away for another year so he yeah. doesn't come and haunt us until next Weeztober. Tober.
1: This is just a sneak peek, Johnny, but I heard what the real Rivers Cuomo is going for as Hall- for Halloween this year, and it is terrifying.
2: What is it?
1: it is, uh, he's going as uh, holding a conversation with another human being. Who's uh, <laughs> a woman. Yeah, who, who happens to be a woman, and it's the <laughs> scariest thing that he's ever done. <sighs> All right. Well, hey, we'll see you next week for the final We Starber Fest. And with that, we tip our hats to you, and we wish you a fond farewell. Tonight we're hanging with the
0: boys. Yeah, we're going out. We stole their feds. Got J P C. make a lot of noise, noise. Turn the music loud. Johnny O'Mara. John hands, hands up, up them the real ones. Them. <laughs> hands up <laughs> for them real ones. them real Hands them them Hands up <laughs> for them real ones. them good girls